greeting initiates and welcome back to another lesson in the codex this is the second to last episode of our first season here which means it is almost time for your uh rank up ceremonies and i'm personally looking forward to this very very much and i'm sure uh josue here is also looking forward to it that's why i'm here to rank up <laughs> yeah you know, you know, you've been showing some some good promise. You've been showing some good promise to, uh, in this this first season, and I will be very honored to bestow upon you and our fellow initiates their new ranks. And at the end of our next episode, Woo. so again, welcome back. Um, we're going to be covering uh, Assassin's Creed Revelations in these next two episodes. Um, if you're just tuning in. Um, one, you should check out our other episodes, but two, uh, just so you are aware, you know, this, and we typically try to break up our episodes in two parts. In the first part, we talk about more modern day stuff, uh, present day, you know, dealing with like Desmond and, and all the stuff with Abstergo and the assassins. And then we take a look at the actual gameplay stuff, talking about um, Altair in the first episode, first couple episodes, and moving into Ezio and finishing it up with it with this. Um, so that's kind of how you know we're gonna do things here. And so today we're gonna talk about um, Desmond's memories, which are a little side quest in Assassin's Creed Revelations, as well as um, some DLC content for Assassin's Creed Revelations, which is called The Lost Archive, and this will cover Subject 16's memories, otherwise known as uh, Clay Kazmarek. Mm-hmm. So, do you, would you, would you, how do you want to start? Do you want to talk about Clay first, or, do you want to, or should we start with Desmond? So, because I did not do the Desmond Journey side quest, I think we should start with that, because I have questions. All right, all right. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to give a general overview of, of Desmond's life here. Um, it's split into five different memories. Um, I can't remember the name of the memory names, but that's kind of unimportant. Um, it's split into five memories, and you typically unlock them through Assassin's Creed Revelations by, unlo- uh, by collecting Animus fragments um, that's scattered throughout Constantinople. But as you unlock these memories, you kind of take a look at Desmond's life, um, kind of how he grew up in the first memory where he talks about the farm and, you know, waking up every morning and, you know, doing these exercises, these drills, um, you know, thinking that his parents were just a bunch of crazy hippies trying to, you know, live off the grid, completely unaware of, you know, what the true conflict was between the assassins and the Templars. Like he was being taught it all but didn't understand it because no one ever came for them. Um, as he, as it goes further, it talks in the second and third memories, it talks about how he, at the age of 16, he leaves the farm, which is the community that, you know, him, his family, and a bunch of uh, other fam- assassin families were living. And he runs off, uh, I believe, in the middle of the night. And... He, because of all the training and exercise exercises that he's done, you know, he has that great endurance. He stays off the main roads because he knows better than that, and eventually ends up uh, in Chicago first with a couple of these girls that he ends up hitching a ride with, and then finding his way to New York City. From there, he kind of gets a job as a bartender, and you know, he's doing really well. He's he's uh, making a living for himself, but. Um, as time goes on, shortly before he um, gets captured by Abstergo, he starts kind of thinking back on things and, you know, kind of missing his family and missing his his old life of how things used to be. Um, 
he would even he even said like he was he as a bartender he would make jokes about his past where he like instead of a Shirley Temple drink he called it the Shirley Templar, and it was basically like a Shirley Temple but then he just threw in some gin, um just small things like that to kind of like make light of of everything that he grew up with, and then of course it eventually goes into um, being captured by Abstergo, and. Um, then you know, kind of, then it like kind of leaps memories over, and now it's does and the final memory it's Desmond kind of thinking back on on everything that's happened, and he knows that, you know, the life I had before is behind me now, and you know what I don't want that life back because as of now my name is Desmond Miles and I'm an assassin, and this is when after this at the end of the final fit, uh, memory. He fully has embraced and is willing to take on the responsibilities um, with becoming an assassin. So it, it kind of like loops full circle with him kind of growing up with like being born into the brotherhood, denying that heritage, coming to think about it and then being captured and being thrown back into this world and now seeing the conflict for itself and now coming around full circle and now embracing it and and bringing it back into his life because this is the life he wants to live now. And that's kind of like the general overview of uh, the life of Desmond Miles. Hmm. What are your questions? I don't know. I guess you, you kind of covered it. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did I really answer all your questions? Well, I was just really curious about what was in, in, in that side quest that I did not do um, and did not see. But there were... There were like hints of, of stuff like that, right? Especially in in two and, and brotherhood, where he kind of made comments about about things, and I think Lucy mentioned the farm at some point. Like there were there were certain things that that came up, but it was a it was a cool way to get you know more information about about his past. Do we know why that was in there? Um, it's to it's I feel like it's more for um a character development of Desmond. Like you now, you're learning Desmond's backstory because before you know you're introduced to Desmond as a prisoner of Abstergo, and you get these little bits and pieces of his life beforehand, but you don't get much from it. And with the whole premise of Assassin's Creed Revelations being that Desmond's mind is essentially broken, and that's the reason why he's being plugged into the Animus because it's kind of keeping him intact. Um, yeah. until he can find a, find a sync nexus. That's what, uh, you know, Clay mm-hmm. tells him uh, at the beginning of the game because his ancestor still has something to show him. Um, and so he needs to dig through his, his ancestor's memories to find it. And that will be the sync nexus to repair his mind and then Desmond will be fine because this is exactly what happened to, to Subject 16 or Clay. Uh, the only problem is he just he couldn't reconstruct his mind he couldn't bring it back and that's what ultimately led to him you know going insane and uh you know taking his own life but yeah i feel like this is more for character development so you really get to see desmond and see how he grew up what his thoughts were at that time and seeing how he's grown since those times so but narratively What's happening in Revelations is that the the animus is preserving him, and Clay says the the sync nexus. But but he he explains that the animus needs to know the difference between you, Altair, 
and Ezio so that it can so that you can like wake up because right now those three personalities are like overriding each other kind of is what he explains right like they're bleeding into each other so you need to sync enough so that the animus knows who's who so is that kind of the like is is Desmond's journey the narrative um part of uh or like the narrative excuse to to like separate Desmond like another way to separate Desmond from from Ezio you think that's kind of how I, I see it. I I feel like okay, so I'm going to talk a little bit more about the the in game stuff here. Um, Go for I it, feel yeah. like um, yeah, like you know that what six, what sixteen said is true that the three personalities are sort of blending together. But in this regard, I feel like Desmond's memories is kind of like how the keys are in uh, when you're playing as Ezio, where you're seeing the different bits and pieces of their lives. But that's how they are. They're they're separated. Like this is them in their separated form. But they're all jump. But like with Ezio in in the game, that's where they're kind of all bleeding together and melding together. And so that's why you need to play through as Ezio and sync up with Ezio, so that way you can successfully diff. So that way the animus is seeing this being all played out and can differentiate. Okay, this is Ezio's memories. These are Altair's memories, and then these are Desmond's memories. So, like, in a way, I kind of agree with you. In a long-winded, in a long-winded response, I kind of agree with you in, in that in that regard. You could have just said yes. I could have, <laughs> but I'm not known to just say one word. Okay, I need to need to go into these very overly complicated tangents. Gotta fill out that podcast. <laughs> it's like yeah, YouTube no, because I, obviously I agree, right? Like, it's it's obviously exposition, you know, and it's so we so we can learn more about Desmond in a way if we want to right but I, I don't know i feel like like that's it's it's a like narratively within the game that's kind of the the reason right it's like okay this is this is desmond right and we're and he has these fragments over here which also there are five parts to that to the to the journey dlc i mean to the journey side quest and there's five keys right with five memories of altair which mm-hmm. is pretty cool oh man Okay. It's all about the fives in this in this uh, game, you know. Although it's the fourth in the series, I know they just <laughs> one off on that one. So close. <laughs> yeah, no. So 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 that that's cool that we. I like that it that it's optional too. You know that it's it's there if you want it. There's so much in these games that is there if you want it. Um, and so is that is anything else you want to mention about? Uh, Desmond and that side quest and the memories. Um, just one more quick thing. Um, then probably would have made my long-winded response to your question make a little bit more sense. Is that you know when you're in the game, like I said before, um, to unlock those memories of Desmond in the base game, not when like you buy like you know um, the DLC stuff or whatever, where the memories are all immediately unlocked. Um, in the base game itself, you need to collect the Animus fragments. And once you collect enough, then it unlocks the first memory of, of Desmond. And then, you know, as as you cu- keep collecting them, when they're completely spread out throughout Constantinople, you will gradually unlock more of Desmond's memories. So I feel like Desmond, these fragments of Desmond's memories are being scattered about through um, this time of uh, that you're playing as Ezio. And by collecting them, you're kind of helping separate Desmond from Ezio. 
And then when you collect the keys as Ezio, now you're separating Altair from Ezio. Do you think that Clay, Subject 16, was responsible for the fragments? No, I feel like this is the result of the apple. Like the apple itself broke his mind and scattered it throughout this this particular time in Ezio's life because this is the last tidbit that Ezio needs to sh- that wants to show Desmond or feels that Desmond needs to see because obviously hmm. you know and we'll talk about this in in the next episode um you know there's a specific moment where um those two have an interaction so okay so so I'm asking because in the previous games and in this one we kind of see that subject 16 is leaving clues for Desmond and is is in a is in in more than one way trying to help him I don't know that's that was the thought that I had that maybe those fragments were somehow so when when we when we start revelations we don't see the outside world right we see we're we're starting immediately after Desmond killed Lucy and kind of passed out and he's in a coma so we only hear the voices of what's happening outside we see what well, we see for a second right that he's hooked up to a machine and then the rest of the game is really inside his mind and there we see that subject 16 who's been dead for a while is like his mind is preserved inside the animus right inside the memories yeah. no yeah where they where you kind of start off in in revelations is the core of the animus like this is the the base core of the animus where they said you know nothing else exists here just basic physics that's all it is to it it's the base programming of the animus to which everything else is built upon exactly but but clay was writing was adding stuff to the previous memories and when we left abstergo and went to the the hideout in the previous games the we discover that, that like, oh, Subject 16 has left things here. So it seems like his mind left- was, yeah, his mind is still in, was still in the memory cord that Lucy took from the Animus. Exactly. Okay. From okay. Assassin's Creed 2. So, you know, in a way, there's even more parallels to, again, so I think, I think we need to explain this in, in case it wasn't clear. In, in, case? in case it wasn't clear. <laughs> um, that. In Ezio's part, which we'll talk about later, but he is searching for these um, artifacts, and in each artifact, Altair has put memories into them. So this this mirrors that a lot because Clay put his own memories and and different types of information into it. And what we see again, it can't. I don't think it is Clay, but it's it's like a copy of Clay that is preserved here because again, Clay's dead. And and so he's there and he greets you when you arrive. He greets Desmond and explains how to get out. Like apparently he had to go through the same process. Except right? he yeah, except he couldn't do it. I don't yeah. think I don't think he could sync enough or find the correct sync sync nexus because I feel like his uh was traced back to more Adam and Eve, but he couldn't get there. And so that's why he left these clues for Desmond. And in this case, oh. this wait, wait, is... You think, wait, wait, wait. So you think, you're, you're saying, uh, teacher, you're saying that uh, Clay, um, like, he had a similar kind of bleeding effect, but his memories were, like, the personalities that he was um, bleeding into were, like, Adam and Eve's? I feel like it's, it was Adam. Hmm. Because otherwise he wouldn't have been able to pull that clip from Assassin's Creed 2 when you finish all the glyphs. Um, because but right, the before, that, right he... before that clip plays is 
it was a fragment of subject 16's memories. So clearly, Adam or Eve was, as he's a descendant of one of them, of the actual Adam and Eve, not like, you know, the biblical ones where, you know, they're the parents of everybody. I think they're but the like, same ones. I mean, they're drawing the parallels to yeah, it, yes. But I think in this case, but I feel like in the games itself, Adam and Eve are seen as the parents of mankind because they're the ones who are essentially the ones that are starting the 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 rebellion. Yeah, the rebellion. Uh, so, but but wasn't Ezio also an ancestor of sixteen? Yes, but that, again, that's but the, and this is where um, Clay and Desmond are sort of related because. And a different and a different lineage, not from Adam and Eve, and a different lineage for Clay, is the same lineage. Like it eventually leads to Ezio, and and then Ezio's lineage eventually divulges into two different lines. I'm assuming well, I mean, we we all share ancestors at one point, right? If you go by a far. Uh back far enough exactly and this is where it's probably this is probably where one of those cases where at some point after Ezio the line kind of divulges into two different you know families and eventually one leads up to Clay and one leads up to to Desmond well there are I mean I I, we know for well I guess I can't say necessarily you know for a fact but I know that um, for Desmond Ezio's on his mother's side and we don't know for Clay all we know is that they just share this common ancestor which is why um, you know, six or Clay left all these clues during Ezio's timeline because he knew that Desmond was, you know, also a descendant of Ezio. So it would mm-hmm. be something that Desmond could actually see. Exactly. So this is this was Clay's way of of helping out Desmond. But in Revelations, Clay is helping out Desmond in a different way. He's helping him out more directly. Right before you go into the Animus, the for the very first time to go to and play as uh, you know, as Ezio. Clay says, like, look, I'm going to keep the animus preoccupied on me while you go and search for what you're looking for. Because as long as I'm keeping it busy, the animus isn't going to think you're a virus and delete you. Because like right now, like the the Desmond that you see is just the animus's reconstruction of Desmond's consciousness. And that goes the same for Clay. Like this is the real Clay, but his mind is still in the animus. His mind couldn't be successfully returned to his body. That's why his body was eventually driven insane and caused it to 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 end its life. Yeah. But his consciousness is still in the animus, and that's why he's been doing all these things. He's been working behind the scenes with the animus to to lead Desmond to these clues. And now he's helping him out more directly by preoccupying the animus. Wait a minute. So so you said that the animus killed Clay? Is that what you're saying? No, the animus. Because I thought Clay killed no, yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah, Clay, Clay kills himself. But I'm it, like, like we were saying, how Clay has had a similar experience with Desmond, with his mind being fractured like this. Yeah, Clay couldn't bring himself back together and put his mind back together and put his mind back in his own body. Is what I'm saying. His mind was trapped in the animus because he was too busy hacking into the 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 animus you know database or, or the, the files or the programs and everything doing these things to leave these clues for desmond that his mind couldn't actually be transplanted back and this is what so how probably, did he kill himself well well like you said like he went his like eventually he went insane because his mind was so fractured but did he so if he was in a similar situation as desmond 
like Desmond is now, right? And Desmond needs to find a sync nexus, and and Desmond obviously I, achieves this. But... I don't think with Clay it was a matter of all his different ancestors converging into one point. Okay, like that's what happens with or with Desmond, and that's why he collapses and goes comatose because he has all of this input going into his mind that his and his mind can't tell apart who's who. Uh, well, okay, 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 wait, wait, wait. Okay, yeah. So I think, I think, I think I know what, what we're getting at because I'm a, I was assuming that Clay was in exactly the same situation as as Desmond, and he wasn't because nobody put him into safe mode, into the animus safe mode to preserve him. He was just the bleeding Left. effect got too bad, and then he he killed himself. Yeah, I feel like gotcha. he, yeah, because they, like Lucy said, they would leave him in the Animus for days at a time unattended. So yeah. this allowed Clay to to mess around with the Animus. No, no, but I, 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 like that that part is clear. But yeah. he was never, pres- no one ever tried to save him the way that Rebecca and Sean and, and Bill are trying to save Desmond. So exactly. he really never had that chance. Exactly, which is why... Yeah. Um, he eventually goes insane because now he doesn't technically have his mind in his in his own head because his mind's too busy working on the animus. Hmm. Okay, I'm a, you know, and this is all just you know our hypothesis. That's and, your interpretation of of, of the events. Of, yeah, of what happened yeah. to Subject Sixteen. Yeah, yeah, I th- I see it a little differently. I think I think the the bleeding effect would just got just got too much, and he he couldn't do it. But then, yeah, like it makes sense to me that he wasn't in the same situation as Desmond is in. He was able to copy a piece of himself the same way that Altair like preserved memories. Exactly. Clay preserved a part of himself and was able to help. In a way, he's also like Clay also wants to leave, right? Like he thinks that there's a way for him to to leave with with Desmond, and he asks him. He's like, "Maybe I can go with you." Desmond's like, "Nah, man, that's not, that's not happening." He's like, "Well." He says something like, I guess I missed my chance, which I wonder, I wonder if there is, there's something that I haven't read yet or that we haven't seen, or maybe, maybe, you know, where like there was an opportunity for him to like jump to another body. He even alludes to that being a possibility. I, I think I feel his opportunity was, I feel like at some point he was messing around with the animus and they were probably getting ready to take him out of the animus, but he couldn't get back to his body in time. Like, and then like, mm-hmm. I have a feeling he was trapped there and then they throw, they probably threw his body back in the animus while he was doing stuff. And this was his opportunity. But again, the line of this sense of duty that he, that he felt like he needed to do for Desmond probably overcame the, the desire to return to his own body. And so mm-hmm. that's I that's what I feel like maybe yeah. he's talking about in terms of his missed opportunity. Hmm. But again, I could be completely wrong because I I don't feel like they don't go too deep into that. Yeah. Like I don't think even outside of it, I don't think they talk that deeply into uh, Clay's backstory yeah. that much. I mean, we do get a little bit of it in the Lost Archive DLC, which I'll get to in a second. Went up <laughs> this this part, but this part uh, I don't know. I, it's really important. Like these are this is this is something that I've that I've been thinking a lot about because again, I I disagree. I don't think that his mind is like left his body and and went into the animus. I think it's I think he really did just imprint a copy of something. And then I don't know that comment about I guess I missed my chance and and just talking about being able to jump from one body to another. Yeah, he 
the bleeding effect. He wasn't thinking clearly. You know, it's possible that none of that is makes any sense whatsoever. But I want to think that he's discovered something. You know, that he's discovered some way to 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 do what he's talking about to possibly like imprint yourself uh, into another body, something like that. I don't know the possibilities. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> I, but the the question remains is like. You know, when would that opportunity have arisen? Because he's subject 16 and Desmond is subject 17. So they weren't having any other animus test subjects until, you know, until right after him. That's why I think now, like, I think, I think that whatever that opportunity was, it was more recent. It was like he asked him, can I, can I have a, can I take, can I have a ride, basically? Can I catch a ride? He says. <laughs> and, uh, Desmond said no. He's like, well, I guess I missed my opportunity. I, I don't know. I think it's like, well, maybe I shouldn't have asked. Maybe I should have just done it anyway. But, but that's the thing. Like that, that's his self-preservation talking. But on the other hand, he is still trying to help. And and in the end, he he sacrifices himself to to save Desmond. And again, himself being this whatever copy of his mind that exists within the animus is is sacrificing itself so that Ezio can go and grab that last memory and reach that sync nexus so the animus doesn't delete him which which is pretty cool and uh and it's interesting because we 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 talk about uh, subject 16 in the previous games we don't meet him until now because he's been dead for a while uh but then we meet him or, or a version of him and we see a little bit of him. He, he, he helps us out again, some weird stuff happens. And then it's not until the DLC that came after that we learned more about him and more, more about all this other stuff. I don't know how I feel about these like really important DLCs <laughs> <laughs> just coming out after being completely like how many people missed out on, on the, the DLC. What was this one called again? Something legacy. Lost the Legacy? Lost Archives. Lost Archives. You're blending Odyssey and, and uh, Revelations I there. I am. <laughs> Listen, we are getting, right now, we're getting to a point where once you start looking up information, right? Like, for example, in this game, we meet Bill or William uh, Miles, which is Desmond's father, right? And he's talking to you. And, you know, at the end, it's like, son, you know, like, are you are you okay? And... Once you start looking up information about him, like you start looking at the footnotes and there's footnotes from like all over the place. There's we're starting to 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 bleed into the comics and the other video games and the side stories and all of these things. Like we're we're four games deep and the web is starting to to come together. We talked about like connecting the red strings and it's it's happening, man. It's starting to happen. <laughs> yeah, right now all that red string is turning into a giant ball of just jumbled up yarn at this point. It is, it is. Plus, like, and we're trying to, like, keep separate all the stuff that comes after. So, anyway, so that's why I mixed up the, the title. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I still need to finish Odyssey. Uh, so do I. So do I. But uh, we have time. Uh, so, in the Lost Archives DLC, we learn way more about Clay. And we learned that he was recruited by... Jump in anytime if I, if I miss anything or, or skip over something. But we know that he's recruited into the Assassin Brotherhood by Desmond's father. And one of like his mission is to... Or one mission later on is to infiltrate Abstergo. And eventually, 
the idea is for him to infiltrate the animus um, project and become a test subject. And that's when he becomes test subject 16. And kind of like the backup plan seems to be that, oh, Lucy, who was also trained by Desmond's father on the farm, I believe, uh, is like there as his backup. So he'll be okay. But then as he's investigating um, uh, Vidic, he he hears a conversation between Vidic and, and Lucy, and he discovers that Lucy is like has turned. She's become like she she's come to uh, agree with the Templars. So she's basically uh, jump sides, and and she's a Templar now. And we find out that Lucy knows that he knows, but she deletes all the footage of him like spying on them, so nobody knows uh, that that's you know that that he knows. So she's still kind of trying to save him. And the rest is, is history, right? Like that's what else happens in at the end of that one. Um, I mean, you got the general point of things, right? but uh, yeah. I mean, you hold you totally left out uh, Juno. Part? Oh, right, right, like right. How right, right. as yeah, yeah. he's delving into the animus, he stumbles across Juno, and Juno starts talking to Clay, and you know she's the one telling Clay to help Desmond, help Desmond. And at first, he's like, "Who?" <laughs> Like he doesn't know who and he's kind of reluctant. But then after he hears this or, you know, and gets this message from, from Lucy, you know, apologizing for, you know, what he heard and how she was going to try and like slowly coerce him to join the Templars up until, you know, he saw that, mm-hmm. you know, it was after that point where he's like, okay, I need to help Desmond because at yeah, this point right, I feel right. like, through the animus project clay has learned so much and and has learned that he his part in all of this is but a small portion to this very grand scheme but it needs to be done and the and you know throughout the whole dlc you get glimpses of clay's relationship with his father uh, it seems like the relationship he has with his father is like very one is very strained but two, you could tell like his father seemed a lot more old fashioned. Like he's like a hands on do it yourself kind of guy. Like he's like, you know, we Kesmerics, we're, we're doers. Like we, they're engineers. I mean, Clay got offered into an engineering program. And instead of, you know, his dad being super proud and supportive of him, he's like, well, this isn't one of the best schools. So like, over time, like you, you hear this strain between the two um, in this relationship. But then at the very end, um, you know, after you complete the the last memory, Clay leaves this message for his dad. It basically says like, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm sorry for everything, and just know that I'm okay. You know, I found my my purpose, and you know, I hope that you find whatever it is that you're looking for." You know, it's Clay kind of saying goodbye to his father. So it kind of like humanizes, you know, Clay because up until then, we're not really getting much of a, uh, like, you don't really get much of that, like, humanization from him. You get this sense of, like, he seems, like, otherworldly or above us because of how much he's learned through all his time in the Animus, you know? Hmm. I don't, I don't know if I saw him so much that way as during revelations i do kind of question even though he's helpful i still his intentions aren't clear to me either 
like is he trying to manipulate or something but yeah but but the dlc definitely humanizes him for sure and no i did skip the whole juno part so let's clear something up when desmond grabs the apple he talks to juno correct yes is juno controlling him when he kills lucy basically so the reason why juno did that is because he learned from the time spent with clay that lucy was a traitor yes the apple well the apple itself is telling him because but but clay never interacted with the apple no, but the apple is the apple. It's essentially the apple of knowledge. So the apple still knows. It's a it's a artifact of the first you know the first civilization. And if Juno knew, then obviously that, that you know their artifacts you know this this apple is supposed to be all knowing. And so that's why it 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 knew what was going to happen. It knew Lucy was going to turn. And by interacting with the apple, Desmond now got a glimpse of that and saw that. But, but how did, okay, so we know that Juno and Jupiter and uh, Minerva. Minerva are sending messages from the past to the future. Like, they know Desmond is there. Do we know how they know that Desmond is in the future? I, d- I think it's just a matter of they just have that. Well, they even said the sixth sense, sixth sense is knowledge. And they kept that from us humans. So but, I feel like it's just that something mean, that they know. They're just that okay. advanced that they they know this. They just oh, know it. I don't. I'm not satisfied with this answer. I, I listen, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. I'm saying like because they're not gods. They're not. They're just a very advanced, you know, precursor race to us. But well, they, exactly. So so like I think I think that they kind of or, or is it explained? Well, don't tell me if it's explained later. But at this point, we don't know that they can necessarily see into the future. You're saying that the sixth sense is them being able to see into the future or is it just, or is it something else? I feel like it's like the, it's hard to explain. Um, Try. I'm I'm trying. Okay. So, so like Juno tells Desmond, no, yes. uh, Who does he tell? Yes. Juno tells Desmond, (laughs) right? At the end of this game that, we'll get into what he tells me exactly but but he says like i don't know if you'll be able to save the future but we know that another uh calamity is coming so like they know that that the world is going to be in a similar situation than it was a few thousand years before for them but how but he doesn't know if what they will do will work so okay so it does get confusing because they know some things but they don't know all the things Exactly. So, so my so my question is, did they just know that Lucy was a Templar, or did they like learn somehow? Like, are they tapping into the future knowledge? Like, it makes sense to me if through the Apple or through other uh, first um, civilization technology, they are able to peer into the future. So, like, if they were able to communicate with or connect with clay and see that he saw that lucy was a templar but they couldn't see like what lucy had for lunch that day because because clay wasn't watching her when she was having lunch so like 
their their access to information is is limited to the descendants like the, their direct descendants or, or those who have ancient civilization DNA because William says that Desmond has I don't know how much ancient civilization DNA he's like one in ten million people he's very special and we didn't know that before so is that why actually that makes sense I'm just thinking out loud here but I'm loving this because just like we're able to peer into the past right and through through like the information coded in the DNA, maybe the, the the you know the precursors were able to use that to like skip forward and peer into the future through DNA. Is that is that possible? Does that make sense? I think it that makes make, sense. I I, I I can see how it would make sense, but I I have a better analogy here. I feel like how they can peer into the future. Think of it like Doctor Strange from Infinity War where he saw these, all these different possible futures. And I feel like that's kind of how they are. They look into the apple and they can see these, all these different potential futures of what's going to happen. Um, and judging and, and then based on what has occurred in history since, uh, you know, the great catastrophe or whatever, they have now been able to narrow down which future is the one that this, you know, course is going down or this course of history is going down. I should say, this is your theory. This is my theory. Yeah. Like where, where I feel like they're sort of like Dr. Strange in the way where they don't know which future exactly, but they already know the, what would happen should this decision be made or should, should this decision be made? Okay. Okay. Um, and and, like- the, and and I'll get I'll give my support for this in the next season when we talk about Assassin's Creed Three, because my 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 evidence for this for this theory okay. is okay. is in that is in that game. Okay, okay, I'm gonna stick with my theory because I I like it better. It's more sci-fi than the precursors were just really good at calculating probability. But we'll, uh, we'll both discuss, of them are cool. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss this <laughs> off the air, and I'll, I'll explain this to you. And then when we come back, you you, you know we can, well, we can either agree to disagree on this, or um, you can see things my way, or maybe you can find a way to make me see things your way. You know, I'm always open to new do new perspectives. I figure we will get answers, and and I do know other. So I am cheating a little bit because just like your theory is informed by things that happen later, so is mine. Like. My stuff is also informed by some things that I know later. So I think I can support my theory also. But but I, as I established early on this season, I am coming to this anew. <laughs> I am, I've forgotten a lot about the, uh, a lot about this uh, over the past 12 years. And, and I'm kind of like relearning it and going into it again and learning about DLC that I never did. <laughs> so, okay. okay. Yeah, you're my, my little Padawan. Hmm. And just like that, I've already talked about Star Wars more than Jedi Council. <laughs> That's a GT Network joke, everybody. Shout um, out to uh, Brandon Saxon for that one. <laughs> so, so do do we talk about Juno's message and Juno's vision now, or do we talk about it in the next episode? Mm. Technically, that happens during. That happens. I love this game so much. Technically, it happens like through three different people. <laughs> yeah, in three different time periods. So uh, 
I feel like we can save Juno for the next one. Next um, one? Okay. Yeah, okay. just because, you know, the, we spent a lot longer talking about Desmond and, and the, the relationship between him and Clay than I initially thought. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Yeah, and that's good because that's really, like, Ezio's last uh, moments in the next game, in the in the next episode. Okay, this, yeah, this that's is, good. We're yeah. yeah, yeah, no. But, I mean, honestly, this is probably the best conversation we've, we've had to date about this. Like, this is just... Oh, like I said, things are coming together now. I have because all these questions that we don't necessarily have answers to, but we have tons of information. Oh, it's so good. See, this this is what I love about Assassin's Creed. It's those little little things that are coming. Like I love that in the last episode, you told me about the the DLC where we learn about what happened to Christina, and like Etio talks about Christina in this game, and like I, you know, like it all so much there for for. Uh, what is it like this these games reward investment you know and oh it's getting so good can't wait for next week <laughs> oh just wait till we could talk about uh, assassin's creed embers the little short film that like really takes off the end of the of Ezio's life um I know. I know. he he talks about christina and that as well <sighs> all right oh. man, take us home <laughs> all right all right well like i said guys um this is the second to last episode for for season one here and then you know we'll be taking a uh, a little bit of a break, but don't worry, we'll we'll be coming back. You know we're only gonna take a you know a little bit off, not too long. Um, so I just want to thank all of our fellow initiates for for joining us here today. Um, next week will be our last episode, but we're gonna be ending it off on a very good one with the ending of the Ezio trilogy. Um, we're gonna be talking all about. Assassin's Creed revelations and everything that good old Constantinople has to offer. Um, so again, if you need any assistance on anything we've discussed, you know, feel free to check us out on the forums at forum.geektherapy.com. And if you want to chat with us about our theories uh, or just, you know, have a nice casual interaction about Assassin's Creed or, or talk about stuff that happens in future games, if you have played all the games, then you can do so over on the Discord on our Assassin's Creed channel. Um, it's getting kind of lonely in there, so please come talk to me. Uh, and you can do so over at uh, geektherapy.com slash Discord. Um, so thank you for joining, for joining us here today. As always, remember, guys, that nothing is true. Everything is permitted. I can't wait to rank you all up in the next episode. Take care.